on behalf of the entire Unlikely Hikers community, I want to send all of the good energy and healing to Jacob Blake and his entire family. Blake, a black man, was incorrectly identified by police and then shot seven times in front of his children in Wisconsin. He's currently in the hospital and it's said that he may be paralyzed from the waist down. I've linked his GoFundMe in the show notes. Please share all of this far and wide. Hello, Unlikely Hikers and friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Unlikely Hikers is a diverse, anti-racist, body-liberating outdoor community on Instagram at Unlikely Hikers. It's also a nationwide hiking group. I'm your host, Jenny Brusso. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a white, queer, fat, femme, writer, and hiker. I already said it, fat. I say fat. I believe there can be healing found in reclaiming words meant to hurt us. Fat is (laughs) a loaded word, but should it be? What would the word be without the stigma assigned to it? What would your relationship with your body be, regardless of its size, if our bodies were free from these value judgments? And I'm really interested in this. How would that inform how you see other bodies? I believe in body diversity. I believe there are infinite ways to have a body. I believe that what we eat or don't eat or how we move or don't move, our ability or disability shouldn't be defined by made up value judgments that only serve to oppress us. I also believe that these value judgments and the systems that uphold them and us upholding them hold so many of us back from finding our joy in our bodies and in movement. I didn't discover my love of hiking or the outdoors until about eight years ago, in part because of this. Most of us within outdoor culture know that the outdoor industry in the United States has been grappling with the diversity problem for decades. The image of the stereotypical outdoors person barely needs explaining. It comes to mind immediately. And as brands and agencies and park services are rushing to diversify this image, and hopefully their staff and officials, all of the people making the decisions, there are still so many people and groups falling through the cracks. For instance, the fat and outdoorsy, or plus size and outdoorsy if you prefer, but we'll talk about the unbearable weight of words in just a bit. In this episode, I'll be in conversation with three inspiring fat and outdoorsy leaders about the outdoor industry's neglect of the plus size adventurer. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are real glimmers of change happening and we're gonna talk about that too. Our guests are Sam Ortiz, pronouns she, her, co-founder of Climb Big, which is creating community and safer climbing spaces for plus-size climbers. Deandra Oliver, pronouns she, her, member of the 2019 all-plus-size Kilimanjaro expedition group, the Curvy Killy Crew. Deandra is creating backcountry adventure experiences for fat and plus-size people. Tashi Anchilis, pronouns she, her, is a hiker, certified personal trainer, and movement coach. If you've been listening since our live podcast days, Tashian was our first guest ever. I'm so happy to have her back. Today's episode is sponsored by Eddie Bauer, a brand I am really proud to work with as a leader with their One Outside program. For 100 years, Eddie Bauer has been dedicated to building innovative gear that gets people outside. Today, this legacy is more important than ever. 
The One Outside program is a growing community of leaders and activists making the outdoors a more accessible place for everyone, especially those who are underrepresented in the outdoor arena. I have felt so supported by this partnership and I don't have to say this, but it's true. They make my favorite technical outdoor clothing. There's witchcraft in some of those fabrics, I swear. I'll tell you more about my favorite plus size pieces later in the episode. I've made a career and life out of advocating for body liberation in the outdoor arena through Unlikely Hikers, yet I still can't walk into an outdoor retailer and find the clothes and gear I need to hike mountains or rock climb. Simple things like backpacking packs for plus size bodies and plus size packable sleeping bags barely exist. Not being able to find the gear we need to do the things we want to do sends a message that we don't belong. Yet we're out here, we're climbing the same mountains, we're through hiking the same trails, and we're spending our money the same way. We're not waiting for permission, but where's the gear at? My name is Deandra. Hi, my name is Sam Ortiz. I'm Tashian. Let's dive right in. Couple of notes. About three quarters of the way in, we lose Deandra because we ended up talking way past our scheduled time. Also, you might notice a little mic feedback occasionally. You're witnessing me learning how to podcast with every episode. This is a rapid fire. I want you all to name the number one thing that's bugging you right now in the outdoor industry in regard to plus size gear and clothing. And also, what's the thing giving you the most hope or joy? The one thing that's really giving me the most grief is that outdoor companies think they can just add an extra, extra large to a size line and not create a whole second plus size size range because fat and plus size people have diverse bodies just like people in the straight size range and it makes it that I think they feel like they're getting cookies for being accessible and inclusive but instead they're actually not doing anything special. Something that's giving me hope however is that the fat and plus size community is so excited to have access to resources and to kind of talk about gear in more of like a technical way rather than just like oh, this one thing's available to me and I'll take it because it's all there is. Like we can start talking in the same kinds of language that straight size people use about gear, which increases access overall. One other thing that bugs me most about plus size clothing, specifically outdoor clothing, is that while some companies have started making plus size clothing, many of them have not been making technical clothing. So I keep finding, you know, tops that have cotton in them and I can't find rain pants that fit my stomach. And, you know, so the, the rain jackets I can find are either really cute and very heavy or pretty light and not actually very waterproof. Plus size gear that's starting to come out, it's not technical enough for a lot of the activities that we need it for. You know, plus size people are doing the same sorts of outdoor activities as straight size people, and we need the same sort of technical options. The thing that is giving me a little bit of hope about plus size gear is that I'm seeing slowly but surely that more and more companies who have never made plus sizes before are starting to bring out a couple of lines. Now, it's slow going. They're not always the best options, but... Even them just starting to think about plus size people um, and starting to make plus size clothing gives me hope that in a couple of years, whenever we've given them all the feedback um, and they've tried all of the different uh, models and testing that they need to do, that we're actually going to start getting some really nice gear. I think that's making me angry about <laughs> outdoor technical gear in general is the stopping point of the 3x range my body's a 3x 4x and for puffies and rain jackets and all that stuff that's sized at a 
straight size 3x and which I'm just gonna start calling it that because it's a straight size 3x it's not a plus size like standard sizing and it's making it really difficult to think about the fall right now in my body things that give me hope honestly seeing my body and my body and body types like mine being reflected in certain advertising even if it's just for clothing and like not technical gear it still gives me hope and it makes me emotional to just see people in my body it's like the first time I saw someone who was a mixed couple I was like oh that's my family and now I'm seeing people in bigger bodies represented and that it just feels good hell yeah the power of representation is so real and I know sometimes our communities can be rightfully kind of bitter about the things that we take as good signs. You know, I've definitely had those emotional feelings about seeing the representation of somebody in a bigger body in a way where it wasn't about them having a bigger body or not that it was ignoring it, but just that it was treated as normal um, and not something special. And sometimes people are just like, oh, you should be expecting more than that. But it's like when we don't even have that, it it sends a, a, a sign that we're being thought of and included in a way that we haven't before. And, you know, when you get that little uh, shred of an invitation, that's like when you get to try to blow that door completely open, right? For myself, I'm going to say that the number one thing bugging me right now, kind of like what you were saying, Tashian, is the 3X cutoff. Uh, that is something that really bothers me in a way that has been more present than ever. I would also like to see outdoor clothing and gear go up to a 6X. 3X is just not acceptable. You know, that's like a size 22 or a 24, depending on the brand. It leaves out so many people who I recreate with all of the time. The thing that's giving me the most hope right now is, oh God, I'm so excited to say this. So this last weekend, I went backpacking and I got to wear a plus size backpack and it is by Gregory. It's coming out in spring 2021. I knew that I needed a plus size bag, but I didn't fully know what I was missing until I got to actually wear one. The fit, the comfort, being able to actually fully comfortably unzip the side uh, hip pockets and be able to close it again before now was leaving them unzipped because I couldn't rezip them again. But they're actually like coming around my sides and uh, I can actually take my water bottle out with ease. It's so novel, <laughs> but these are things that I never had until now. You know, I was like taking off my entire pack before to like have a sip of water. It brought tears to my eyes. The fact that having a backpack that actually fits your body has made you so emotional that it almost brought you to tears, I feel like really speaks to how inaccessible the outdoor industry and everything in the outdoor industry can feel for people in plus-sized bodies. It's such a simple thing to just have a backpack that fits. I think a lot of people seem to take that for granted. And the market of people who live in plus-size bodies and recreate out outdoors is huge. So true. I think about that a lot about like what straight size uh, outdoors people, you know, like they're not, can they even fathom the idea of not being able to find a pack that fits them or a sleeping bag? Like these things that I'm sure are just totally taken for granted, like without even a thought, you know, the fact that that has to be a point of contention for us, it's really unfortunate and it really highlights how far we have to go. Straight size, plus size, what does it all mean? Straight size is a fashion industry term for clothing that isn't plus size. Plus size generally means sizes 14 and up. Within the body liberation community, straight size has caught on because of its neutrality. Words like thin or skinny, even smaller bodied, often feel inadequate, even offensive to the person on the other end. The way we talk about bodies is just loaded, no matter what kind of body we're talking about. What Deandra and Tashian mean in regard to extended straight sizes as opposed to true plus sizes is the common practice of clothing brands 
creating larger versions of the same clothing patterns they use for straight sizes. People of all sizes have diverse body shapes, but that diversity increases with plus sizes. We need clothing made specifically for us. Plus size people need to be a part of that process, and we want to see bodies like ours modeling these clothes in advertisements to get an idea of what the clothing might look like on us. Sam, where is the climbing community at in regard to plus size rock climbers? I think the thought of even plus-size rock climbers still surprises most people in the climbing community. Um, I know I always, as a plus-size rock climber, get people who stare at me whenever I go to the gym or out to, you know, a climbing crag. People seem to be watching me to see if I can even do it. The climbing world in general is very focused on strength and, like, strength to body weight ratio to like get you to the hardest climb. The climbing world is very focused on doing the hardest thing and always like being in competition with yourself and with other people about the most technical route you can do. But that's not all climbing is about. You know, plus size people and plus size bodies can go rock climbing. The the gear is very slowly getting there. There are just a couple of companies that make harnesses that will actually fit bigger bodies comfortably. There are even fewer that make harnesses that are technical harnesses. You know, I've been a plus size rock climber for over five years now. And I, for most of that time, even while looking far and wide and trying on every harness I could, have, had only been able to find harnesses that barely fit my body, that I could barely squeeze into. Finally, I've been able to find harnesses that do fit. Uh, Misty Mountain Threadworks is a climbing harness company based out of North Carolina, I think. And I found their harnesses online. And harnesses also are, they're not sized uniformly, which, is, which makes it even harder. It's pretty remarkable that their XXL can fit somebody who is like, you know, possibly even up to a size 4X, maybe even bigger. And uh, like, it just doesn't make any sense. But also, I totally want to co-sign that the Misty Mountain Threadworks harnesses are amazing. And they also look good too, which they uh, do. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I definitely want to talk about like fashion and style when it comes to outdoor gear and clothing. Uh, Tashian, I want to flip this to you too, as a person who is in the fitness industry or movement industry, as I've heard you call it before, where are where is it at in regard to the plus size market? When it comes to clothing, I feel like we're, we're there in a general sense. Like I can find a Forex in some good brands like Girlfriend, Superfit Hero, Fabletics. So like I am, I think I'm finally like good on leggings and shirts and stuff. When it comes to the outdoors, though, it's the technical pants, puffies, where I am getting stuck the most right now and getting really frustrated. Yeah, you're right. There's a number of brands that are going up to a 5X, even a 6X, and, and uh, there's a lot of cute options, too. How about in regard to the plus size person who's looking for movement, you know, like what are gym spaces like, or how is the movement world doing with plus size folks who want to work out? It's still hard to find a gym where you feel 100% comfortable and represented. Like even me in the gym that I do work at, I feel represented in the fact that there's bigger bodies but then I think about like diversity and inclusion next in general sense like even gyms like that talk about them being like for everybody and here's pizza on Friday and they still are trying to target you for weight loss my gym is pretty expensive and so you're gonna get the inclusion the you're gonna get the bigger bodied people but when you walk into a 
like a bar gym or something like that or a CrossFit gym, it's gonna feel uncomfortable and it's hard to take up space like that. The expensive gyms have changed. The the cheaper, uh, more affordable, more accessible gyms, they're exactly the same that they've always been. So that space for bigger bodied folks is not comfortable and not safe. There's a bargaining that happens because it's like if you want the more uh, tailored experience of an inclusive, actually body positive environment, it means that you're going to have to spend more money, which is going to be a barrier for a lot of people. Let's talk about the words we use to describe our bodies, specifically the tension around the word fat. How about you, Deandra? Sure. Um, I refer to myself both as fat is in like political and then say plus size when I'm talking about the things I put on my body because I'm talking specifically about the sizes. I definitely credit the work of all of you and the out- and other folks in the outdoors who are using the word fat more to giving myself strength and using that word. I live somewhere that's really isolated and is full of thin, white, archaic wearing people in a working class ski town. And everybody that I see visibly is straight sized. And so I say the word fat a lot. It's definitely a different interaction than on the internet because I'm talking about it in person with people, right? And so people are people, they may physically bristle. That's why I like the word fat because it kind of pushes people. How about you, Sam? I think I fluctuate. I both use plus size and fat for myself. I know whenever I was, gosh, it sounds so silly, coming to terms with my fat body. Um, Real. For a while. (laughs) For a while, I feel like I wouldn't name anything about my size. I think in the in a hope that it wasn't true or I hadn't, you know, I don't know. I just hadn't found the words yet and I hadn't owned the words yet. But once I started naming the size of my body, I started off with plus size and I very quickly uh, transitioned into fat a lot. Also, I think it depends on the context as to whether I'm using plus size or fat. I think it depends on my comfort level. One thing I've noticed is that people will give pushback a lot whenever I am calling myself fat or naming something that's accessible to fat bodies. I think straight-sized people in general have used fat as such a negative term for so long. It's an insult. It has all of these like very negative connotations attached to it. And so then they try to fight with you kind of sometimes whenever you call yourself fat they're like no you're not fat but I am fat and that's not a bad thing fat doesn't mean wrong fat doesn't mean any of those things I am fat I have fat on my body and that doesn't change my worth or my humanity in any way whatsoever with climb big it's kind of a new thing and whenever we were talking about you know how do we describe what we want this group to be and like who we want to serve it's fat people but whenever we're talking about fat people um not all fat people want to be called fat so we've tried to like toe the line between you know like plus size or fat everybody's at a different point in their like fat acceptance journey or body acceptance journey. How about you, Tashian? What words do you use to describe your body? I go back and forth. I think writing wise, or when I talk about myself on the internet, I use fat most of the time. When I say that word out loud, it still brings a lot of like pain and hurt to me. So I don't say it often, even around people I'm the most comfortable with. Yeah, I usually say plus size in most things. And then fat when I'm feeling really brave, but like it takes a lot for me to say that out loud. Thank you for being vulnerable about that. I think about this a lot. I generally use the word fat for myself, but when I'm talking about things in a community way in terms of the outdoors and doing unlikely hikers, I will often say fat and plus size people. Personally, it's really important to me to honor the fact that not everybody's there with fat yet. Being a queer person who's been in a body liberation community for honestly like over 20 years now, uh, which I want to acknowledge is a huge privilege. I know that a lot of us come to this information later in life, but 
I had the privilege of being a teenager and finding out about body positivity and fat being a literal term and not a bad word. And I really try to hold on to the fact that that's not everybody's experience. And the word fat is something that can hold a lot of pain for people. And especially for me as a person who's like a 2X, 3X, I don't get to lay down the hammer about the fact that like it's not okay to use euphemisms about other people's body size and whatnot. Because I've I've definitely had people argue with me about trying to be polite or speak to the thin gaze by saying plus size instead of the word fat. And I just like as a a mid fat person, like I just don't feel like I have the authority to tell somebody who is bigger than me uh, what they should or shouldn't call their bodies. I just want to share that two years ago, um, some friends that I make who started a fat softball team, a fat only softball team. And um, something that felt really great was that whenever we lost, we would cheer we're number fat. Or like we would yell just like fat, 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 fat from the dugout and stuff. And it was just so, so therapeutic and so great. And like people spanned from like tiny fats to mid fats to super fats on our team. And so it was like a huge mix of body sizes and abilities. And it was just, it was so great. Yeah, we would like, yes, yell heavy hitters and then lift up our shirts and like smack our belly fat. Yeah, it definitely breaks down some of the stigma to the word for sure. You know, when you use it gratuitously in those ways or even making it, (laughs) you know, as a, an exclamation of celebration for sure. Yeah. And, and I think everybody in a way brought up the whole code switching point of how we address those words in different company. Mid fat, small fat, super fat. These are very likely new terms for most of our listeners. They were coined by Ash of the Fat Lip Podcast, which I listen to and love. Find a link in our show notes. These terms have taken off in the body liberation sphere. According to Ash, there are four main categories of a fat person, and they're based on women's sizes only because that's her experience, and it's generally women and femmes having these conversations anyway, but they can be applied to people of all genders. Small fats are on the lowest end of the fatness spectrum, anyone a size 18 or smaller. Mid-fat refers to size 20 to 26-ish. Super fat is actually a term that has been around for a long time, predating ash, and has generally referred to someone a size 26 and bigger. But ash felt like that still ignored people in the size 32 plus range. So she came up with the word infinifat, which ash uses to describe herself. If any of you feel discomfort with these terms, I can understand how super fat and infinifat might sound like insults, but remember, fat people get to call themselves what they want to. I invite you to sit with any of that discomfort before negating these terms or Ash's work, especially if the terms and questions don't apply to your experience. I proudly call myself a mid-fat person and I feel the way owning terms like these break down stigma. On an average day, what is your go-to outfit for your favorite activity? If I'm going hiking, I'll put on a pair of like pants now because I bought all, or I bought older pants last year. When we went to Killy, we were sponsored by Prana and I have a pair of Prana pants that I like sewed to make fit me. So I ordered a pair of pants that were too big because I knew the cat wouldn't fit me. And then I sewed them to fit me, which was a waste of like, it's a lot of time, but so I'll wear hiking pants, sports bra t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm very mm-hmm. lucky to be able to have the skill to sew and also the ability to buy into a range. Ooh, I definitely want to talk about clothing hacks. We'll get to that in a bit. How about you, Sam? What is your go-to outfit for the activity you like to do the most? 
I have a pair of mountain hardware shorts and I found them at REI literally the day they were like putting them on the rack. Someone was like placing them there. I have to interrupt you. (laughs) You found them in the store. You walked into a store and you found the shorts. I found them in the store. I, I live near the flagship store, which is in Seattle. So I think that I am a little bit lucky to be able to visit that store because I think it is maybe the first one to get things in store like plus sizes and one of the very few stores that actually carries plus sizes. So I'm the type of person who never talks to the people who work there in a store. Like I don't make eye contact. Don't talk to me. I don't want you to look at me. I don't need your help with anything because shopping feels like a very serious thing to me very often. I feel like I have to go in and I have to be brave and strong and be very willing for nothing to fit me and nothing to feel comfortable and nothing to look good. So I feel like I'm in a very specific mindset whenever I go shopping, especially in a store like REI where most things won't fit me. But this one time, I was like, I'm going to talk to this person. And so I, I go up to the person who's putting the stuff on the rack and I'm like, Hi, hello. Are these plus size shorts? <laughs> Can you tell? Are there more? Where did these come from? Are they, you know, like I asked them so many questions and the poor person working there was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just stocking the rack, you know? Um, so I got them like the first day they were out and they are so comfortable. They're like thin and they're lightweight and they're high waisted and they're stretchy and they're like just long enough that my thighs don't rub and they don't write up. And I have like, four pairs of them now because it's all I ever want to wear. With them, I'm just a person who runs very hot. I am normally wearing a tank top of some sort, but I don't really have a favorite tank top. I think a lot of the outdoorsy tank tops are either too short for me or they kind of fit funky. And so I am normally wearing a tank top from Old Navy or from Torrid or from, you know, some store that's not normally making technical or outdoor gear. How about you, Tashian? What's your go-to outfit? I have two pairs of bottoms that I go between. I have Fabletics Trinity high-waisted compression-ish pants. They're not really compression. They feel like I'm wearing nothing. I love them. And they're not see-through, so I own three pairs in black. And then for um, shorts, I have Superfit Hero shorts that are the only shorts that I can do outdoor stuff with. And then for tops, just wear cotton t-shirts all the time. And I think it's funny that we're not technically allowed to, but I wear cotton t-shirts literally every day with though, I do wear like sports tank tops usually underneath. And then Fabletics has been killing it with their sports bras. And I feel like I'm, I'm not sponsored by them at all, but they're killing the 4X cute game. Like, more than most companies. Girl, this is cute and comfortable and functional. For myself, my go-to outfit, I'm a leggings person for sure. Like, I just feel cuter in leggings. I love a bold pattern. But when I'm doing a multi-day trek, I generally like to wear like a hiking pant. My favorites are the Eddie Bauer Guide Pro pants. And as far as jackets go too, like, I know that this sounds totally suspect because Evie is (laughs) sponsoring this episode, but the puffies are my favorite puffies. They're super lightweight. I can crush them down into my backpack into nothing. They just fit me really well. Those are my go-tos. A lot of time, I'm going to be honest, this is so cheesy, but like I'm usually wearing an Unlikely Hikers quick dry shirt under everything. So that's kind of my (laughs) go-to. Always have to rep. I'm going to be honest. Before I was approached by Eddie Bauer in spring of 2019, I didn't know they made plus sizes. And not only that, they have a huge selection of clothing for every kind of day, whether you're indoors, in the city, on the trail, or on a mountain, with so many fun colors up to a size 3X or women's 24. And trust me, Everyone I work with at EB knows I want that size range to increase. I'm not your (laughs) average, young, effortlessly gorgeous, 24-7, good vibes only influencer babe, as we have become accustomed to see on social media. 
and the people at Eddie Bauer uphold me in that. I'm so stoked that they wanted to support this episode and the important issues we're discussing. I'm really excited to be a part of making the good things they have going for plus-size adventurers even better. Okay, so here are a few of my absolute must-have Eddie Bauer pieces. Obviously, the Guide Pro Pants, which I named a moment ago, and my favorite puffies are the Cirrus Light Down Jacket and the Cirrus Light Down 2.0 Parka. Next, I'm obsessed with the Cloud Cap Rain Jacket. The colors are phenomenal and it's light and thin and so functional and big enough to go over all of my other layers, which is something that is forgotten with plus size outerwear so often. Oh, 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 oh. And I just got the Sightscape Horizon Slim Straight Ankle Pants and I wore them backpacking last weekend and the cut and fit is so perfect for me. New favorite. Plus size clothing and what little gear actually exists is super cost prohibitive. I don't know if you've all heard this expression, but a lot of things have the quote unquote fat tax on them, which means that they are more expensive because they're treated as like a special item, even though so many studies have shown that the average woman's size in the U.S., you know, of course, this doesn't include the rest of the world, um, so I want to acknowledge that, but in the U.S., you know, it's between, a, they're between a size 16 and 18, and so it's just sort of, it adds another layer of, you know, WTF that it's so hard to find things that work for us. There's just a huge market that's not being tapped into. So I want to know, what are your favorite plus size hacks, like in terms of getting things uh, cheaper or making things work, or what is your favorite piece of plus size gear, if it even exists? One thing that I think probably most people don't have access to, but a group of friends and I have started doing clothing swaps. So this isn't only for technical gear. It's for all kinds of clothing. But I I think that that has been one of the coolest and most cost-effective ways to kind of share clothing. But also we can try on something that, you know, somebody else already has and see if we like it before buying it online and without having to try to find it in a store. Goodwill is also one of my like go-to places to to find clothing. How about you, Deandra? I'm a sewer. Like I learned how to sew in high school and have the machine my mom bought me when I graduated high school um, that I still use um, like 20 years ago. And I found that with thrifting, having that skill was really handy because then I could, I would buy something at thrift store and then alter it to fit me. I've like added stretchy fabric into non-stretchy pants or um, taken in the legs of hiking pants because they're too wide for gaiters often. So that's one of my hacks. And then another hack is just sale shopping. So I'm trying not to buy things in the season they're in. So I'm trying to buy them for the next season so that I'm always catching sales. How about you, Tashian? Do you have any hacks? I think thrifting at like actual outdoor thrift stores. Like we have one in Tacoma. I have a like 4X, which I don't think Eddie Bauer makes this in anymore, but a 4X raincoat that's for a man. It's red and cute and it photographs very well. And that's like my hack is usually like men's big and tall usually fits me. I need some like base layers and I know that um, I've been able to find them and like good JC pennies. And then also I do benefit from also having friends who, same sort of friends, um, as Sam who trade and get new clothing from. Like I have a bunch of tank tops that didn't work for other people. And now I have like tank tops I can wear during the summer and that's a game changer. You heard it here first, everybody. It is really important to have fat friends. My plus size clothing hacks. First of all, I want to be totally transparent. I get to wear a lot of things that are given to me because I work within the industry and I work with some brands that actually make plus sizes that I really like. So I, I don't actually have to spend a lot of money on 
outdoor clothing. And I'm also going to tell you that, and I never did because until I had these jobs and connections, I was too broke to even entertain the thought of spending an upwards of a hundred, even more than that on a puffy coat, you know? So I always was having a make it work moment. I was constantly just wearing any kind of spandex I could find, you know, any kind of leggings. It didn't matter the brand. I, uh, I also wore cotton things all of the time. And I still do sometimes when I want to wear something that I think is particularly cute, but my go-tos to be totally honest were thrifting and Walmart. I know people are probably going to bristle at me giving Walmart any kind of accolades, but you know what? We're going to buy clothes where we can actually get clothes, you know? So you can judge all you want, but I can't walk into every single store and just find shit that fits me uh, the way somebody else might be able to. My favorite piece of gear, and I would love to know uh, from all of you, if you have a, a gear item that works really well for your body or just something you kind of want people to know. I know I talked about the plus size backpack earlier and that is amazing, but my go-to number one fat hat gear item is hammock camping. I love hammock camping. It takes all of the pressure off of my joints and hips and you know, sometimes when I'm backpacking and tired enough to sleep well on the ground, but I'm never comfortable. And a lot of times I wake up feeling really unrested. And I have found that hammock camping, uh, I, I wake up feeling fresh as a daisy and ready to get more miles. And I just really recommend it. A lot of people are surprised by that because it just like is a flimsy piece of fabric. But a lot of hammocks have weight ratings uh, over 300 pounds. A lot of hammocks go up to 500 pounds. My Kamek hammock uh, has a weight rating of 500 pounds. I've seen some up to 600 pounds. So there's options for pretty much everybody. How about you, Deandra? Do you have a piece of gear that you love? I've recently switched to Ultra Lone Peak hiking runners only because they're like the number one shoe of the Appalachian Trail, you know, like sell them to me. I love them so much. I hiked 12 kilometers in them yesterday and my feet didn't hurt at all. And I had so much space. If you have wide feet uh, and you want to like move your body in more technical ways, like a more technical terrain, they are amazeballs. Like the one shoe on a muddy slope held my body up. You know, like that's a feat in of itself. Feet. <laughs> a feat of a feat. <laughs> Do you have something, Tashian? I really love my backpack. I have a Red Wing Kelty backpack, Red Wing 40 or something like that. And it's the only backpack that I found that was actually adjustable in the shoulders. And then like every strap is adjustable where like some of them miss the mark on the up part and the back and then like the down part. Um, I don't know, really know the technical names for those things. I don't uh, either. <laughs> and they also like without without a pause they send you and I think this is most like a brand hack for most backpacks if they don't make your size or you're like worried about the waist belt is like REI, Kelty, a couple other brands they will send you an extender and that is a game changer like it that backpack fits me perfectly. That's something that I wish was advertised more because you're right. A number of backpack companies actually do this where they sell extenders, but sometimes they're not on the website. If you contact customer service and are like, I, the belt on this doesn't fit me. Like a lot of brands will actually uh, give you an extender and Gregory actually will do an extender in the same materials as your backpack. So it doesn't look any different. And I would just love to see these things advertised because I think it would probably mitigate a lot of people's anxiety, you know? What, something I want to talk about that I feel like is hardly ever acknowledged by clothing brands is style. You know, a lot of times our only plus size options, if they even exist, are in black, navy, gray, and there's nothing wrong with those colors. I wear a lot of black. But at the same time, the fact that we don't get the same sort of options as straight-sized folks uh, is 
kind of weird. It sort of feels like they want us to like blend into the background or there's this assumption that we wouldn't want the same things as our straight sized peers. And I just find that really irritating. You know, I'm a total parrot. I like to wear bright colors. I like to have patterns and I want to express myself through clothing. And, and there's just not a lot of options outside of some active wear companies that are doing it really well. What do you guys think about style? How important is it to you? I'm a punk and I like to wear all black and I think it looks really badass with my tattoos and black shorts. And so I'm here for black, um, but it's kind of dangerous because I, I like hike where there's nobody around. And so if someone needs to find me and I'm just wearing black or even dark green, or it's hard to see somebody. Also, when you're hiking and hunting areas, you should have a bright jacket. So I have like an REI pink jacket that doesn't go with anything. How about you, Sam? I am very different um, and I love bright colors and this has been something that's been kind of an issue for me the whole time I've been in the outdoor world looking for any outdoor clothing because like you mentioned Jenny many things only come in a few very boring colors Um, so some of my favorite pieces are actually Eddie Bauer in their Guide Pro pant, which you mentioned earlier, they now have like a Guide Pro shorts as well that goes up to a size 24. And I got so excited when they came out with a pair of red plus size Guide Pro pants because I have never and still haven't found any other kind of outdoor pant that comes in a fun color like that. And they have like this light blue color that's like bright and beautiful. And I got those as well. And I'm equally as pumped about having not black shorts to wear. But apart from, you know, a few things, I think there's still a long way to go. You know, there aren't a lot of cute things. The fit is also not great in a lot of outdoor clothes. I understand that bodies come in many different shapes and so when people are making raincoats that are kind of boxy I think it's to try to fit you know a lot more shapes within that but they're just not very fun and it doesn't make me feel great. Let's talk about fit because fit is such a conundrum. A size 3X in one thing is not going to be the same 3X in another brand. I definitely have like different sizes that I wear between brands. I've heard of a lot of people ordering two sizes of something to keep the one that actually works for them. One thing about plus size clothing that is perhaps maybe one of the most frustrating things to me is that plus size bodies have more variation in shape. Very often, when even when companies carry a plus size line, they don't offer that plus size line in store. So everything has to be bought online and nothing can be tried on in person. And that is one of the most frustrating things to me because it just seems so unnecessary and unfair that every single piece of clothing almost that we want to buy we have to order it first to try it on and like you mentioned Jenny sometimes we're ordering multiple sizes so that we can try on different things to see how they fit and then send things back that's not only more much more time that we're spending trying to buy buy clothes or find clothes that fit. You also have to have the capital to be able to order two raincoats at once. Um, You have to wait for them to arrive and then you have to make extra trips to the post office or the UPS store um, to return them. And so there are just a lot of a lot of extra steps involved in even trying on something that's plus size because they're not available in store. And it also kind of signals that we're just not as important for those companies to give us floor space, you know, they, they will have a rack of the exact same sweatshirt in six different colors, but they can't put any plus size sizes on that. What I've learned is that there are two different ways to make plus sizes. One is to take the straight sizes and just expand them. The other is to actually make them on a plus size body. The first way, just taking a straight size and expanding it, 
it doesn't work. It makes things very frumpy. Just because my hips are, you know, six inches wider or whatever, doesn't mean my ankles are also that much wider, you know? I think a lot of brands are, you know, expecting us to just kind of compromise on things, you know, like I've, I've probably said these words a few times already, but like there's a, this expectation that we're just going to make the, what little is available work for us. And we do, you know, we're very crafty and creative. And a lot of times we are making things that are not designed for us work for us because we need them. You, you brought up such a good point about how there can be like many different styles of a, B, or C thing, but like, okay, you can't actually make something in a plus size. The whole like shopping online experience is kind of dehumanizing. This is why I interrupted you earlier when you were talking about those mountain hardware shorts. So I was like, excuse me, you bought these in a store because it's so not the general experience. They're still making a decision to exclude us and exclusion is exclusion, regardless of how you want to wrap it up. How about you, Tashian? Not being able to try it on the store is my number one problem. That's always been my number one problem. I don't have the money to buy three pairs of pants and try them all on. Right now, it's more like just waiting and to hear if someone else has an experience with those things. Fit-wise, there are different types of plus-size bodies. Like, I have no ass. So, like, hourglass things that fit like an advertised plus size doesn't fit me like I don't have like the no gap problem on the butt they just don't fit like they go down like when I sit down like it's a different experience of fit like the curvy section of any brand what is one piece of technical gear or clothing that you wish existed in plus sizes or was just more readily available that I wish existed. I want a one person backpacking tent that is 32 inches wide or like 35 inches wide, not, not 20 inches or 28 inches. And then I have to like get a 50 inch wide tent. I want one that is like 30 to 35 inches wide that fits my mat and my arms when I'm sleeping off of it. But like, it's never going to happen. Like I have zero faith in the industry that they will make a plus size single person backpacking tent. Tashian. Uh, I'm going to say two things because they're currently on my mind. Sleeping bags. Uh, they should be sized to different bodies. I shouldn't have to put two together. And if someone suggests a sleeping blanket one more time, I'm going to stab them. Anyway, um, sleeping bags and um, a puffy coat. I'm like thinking about my body, but then I'm also thinking about like a bigger man in general, like men and women have big bodies. And like, if I can't, I can't even find it in a men's clothing. So a puffy jacket that's lightweight in different sizes that above a three X because you have to layer a puffy. Like I need a, basically a five X. It really should not be so difficult. And I want to echo you. I also wants plus size sleeping bags to exist or rather like sleeping bags that actually work for many different body types, you know, especially because we want them to be packable. You know, we want to be able to put them in a backpacking backpack and go. Uh, there are plus size sleeping bags on the market. I know of one dedicated plus size sleeping bag that is packable, the one by Marmot which I just, I, I'd heard the rumors. I didn't know that it was actually available to the general public until recently, which I'm so excited about. I want to try it. Other plus size sleeping bags or that are said that they're plus size are like seven pounds. You know, you can't pack a seven pound bag. Tashian, I just want to like also riff on something else you said too. It's like when people give the suggestion for a quilt, I it's always coming from somebody who's like a size 16 or a size 18. And I know that they mean well, I know that it works for them and it's a revelation for them. But, you know, we really have to challenge this idea that when something, just because something works for us, like it's, it's all good. We really need to always be thinking of people who are larger than ourselves. You know, we should not be the barometer for the effectiveness of a piece of gear or clothing. How about you, Sam? Fully zippable rain pants. 
I think even regular rain pants, <laughs> I haven't been able to find any that I like or that really work for my body. But fully zippable rain pants are important for anyone who's interested in mountaineering. Um, you need to be able to put on and take off rain pants pretty quickly and pretty easily and around boots and around crampons and not having that as even an option makes a huge difference in being able to do something like a technical mountaineering route easily and safely and comfortably. I'm going to ask you just a couple of like kind of rapid fire things you can answer as quickly as you want, even if it's one word. So the first one, chub rub, what do you do to avoid it? Long shorts is the only thing that helps with my chub rub is like nine inch inseam or longer. Haven't figured it out. <laughs> I keep thinking I figured it out, but then it happens anyway. I like body glide and also I keep all of my skin covered. So either long shorts, leggings, pants. One thing I want to just like say is like there's chub rub and there's belly rub. And that's the yes. one that I haven't figured out actually. Chub rub deodorant works for me, but under like your belly, like in leggings, does it like how do I, how deodorant how? doesn't work for you? Uh, not in my, like my belly. It works for my thigh. Okay. Cause I use, I'll use like a unscented deodorant on my belly crease and um, that has been working for me, but you know, who knows? <laughs> What is your fantasy adventure? Wow. Um, <laughs> I would like to go on a boat slash hiking slash climbing tour in Antarctica. Ooh, that's so good. How about you, Tashian? I would like to complete and do the PCT. Woohoo. Okay. Oh, I love that. Tashian, what is something you're proud of? I think my ability to continue to show up. I'm proud of embracing my existence as a plus size person in the outdoors. And I'm proud of being able to kind of bring some others along with me. Whenever I started in the outdoors, I didn't really have any role models for plus size people or fat people or plus size people of color in doing some of the things that I wanted to do. And so I feel like I was kind of paving my own way. And I'm not saying that there weren't other people, but I just had never seen them or didn't have them to look up to. Um, and I'm proud that I <laughs> made it through that. What plus size or fat outdoor adventure should we be following? on social media. I'm bad with handles, so I might mess people's handles. Oh, I'll, up I'll provide bit. the handles. Okay, perfect. Kanoa yes. Green is a plus size surfer and yoga instructor and fitness trainer and she is lovely and talented and bubbly and so much fun to follow and learn from and interact with. Ashley's adventure is an amazing plus size river rafting guide. She is one of the reasons I am starting to be much more interested in river rafting. Bennett is a plus size climber. Bennett and Megan Banker are some of my co-founders for Climb Big. Together, the three of us have been working on this um, Climb Big project, trying to make climbing uh, more accessible to plus size people. So both of them are lovely and amazing. I think Brandy Hikes, I think is her Instagram name. One of my favorite people to follow because she does family hike like trips and stuff. And it's just a beat person. I am Shantae is her Instagram handle um, is one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> and um, I appreciate her and then like her Instagram stories make me so happy and she cooks food and then like bitches people out and I love it. They're two of my faves too. In fact, everyone you guys have, have said are my faves too. <laughs> I'm going to throw Myrna Valerio into the ring. I The sun rises and sets on 
Myrna Valerio for all I care. She is one of the first people I came across when I started uh, looking for other plus size community, fat community in the outdoor space. And she's the shit TM. And we will link all of these people in the show notes. We talked for two hours. Editing this down to an hour was tough. Maybe we need a part two? In her recommendations for folks to follow, Sam mentioned Ash Manning and Megan Banker. Ash Manning was our guest on episode eight of the podcast, and Megan Banker told us a story on episode 11. You definitely want to check those out if you need more stories from Plus Size Adventurers. Thank you, Sam, Tashian, and Deandra. This was so therapeutic for me, and so is being in community with all of you. Seeing your plus size bodies move and simply be outside is medicine for me. You can find them on Instagram at Sam Ortiz Photo, at Chill Tosh, and at Sink.ships. You can also find this info in our show notes at JennyGrusso.com along with tons of other things mentioned throughout the episode. A special thank you to Eddie Bauer for encouraging me to keep kicking ass, specifically for supporting this episode. In the back of my mind, it was kind of like, are you sure? (laughs) This might not be pretty, but I feel the hope and potential in this conversation. I hope all of our plus size listeners do too. Speaking of the listeners, Thank you so much for choosing to be here with me right now. Will you share this with your social networks? I hope you'll join me again next time. If you'd like to support Unlikely Hikers, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Jenny You will be directly benefiting our new ambassador program in the works. Unlikely Hikers is growing all of the time with or without me. I need help. Your donations are helping us grow into something even better. Again, please share information about Jacob Blake, donate to his GoFundMe, and keep his name in your mouths. I'm Jenny Brusso, and this has been episode 13 of the Unlikely Hikers podcast. Goodbye.